Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good afternoon. Caitlin Hayes here. Spiritualize yourself and let your heart breathe. And uh, today's episode is about spiritual contracts and truthfully, more importantly, the lessons underlying them that are presented in your life so that you can ultimately master them. So as a way of background, spirituality either is interesting or uninteresting for people. So to make it more uh, mainstreamed, I want to present this alternative way to perceive this spiritual contract concept. We all know that certain relationships bring up certain emotions in our life, specifically the more intimate relationships, the, the closer tied relationship, the family relationship, the love relationship, those with your children, and obviously your parents, mostly with your parents as they are the biggest teachers in what to do and as importantly what not to do in certain respects depending on your specific situation. So the spiritual contract as I'm referring to it, the way that I perceive it is that we are here in this incarnational plane. We're here as humans. I believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and obviously many share that idea. We go through these different tribulations and trials in life, and we can see the result of our, of our, of our partaking in those trials, how we present ourselves, how we choose to learn and move beyond issues or when we choose not to move beyond issues and get stuck. When I mean stuck, people get stuck in depression, addiction, dysfunctional cycles and the like. If you've been blessed to avoid those situations, certainly you know people that haven't been so lucky on their journey. Um, And obviously with the opiate crisis and all these drug, these odd drug uses, uh, people are are trying to find that escape from their reality because their reality is too painful to bear. And part of why the pain is so dreadful is the stagnation of our evolution is what prompts that pain in large part, uh, meaning that we can have a painful episode, some terrible experience can occur to us, or we can actually be the perpetrator and still be sharing in that pain of it. But as we start to break away from the pain and understand the underlying lesson opportunity as to the why it's presented in your life, that why I'm, I'm referring to is a spiritual contract. And oftentimes you can have it with yourself and you can be sharing that contract also then with another person you can have a contract literally with a spiritual contract. And remember, I'm a lawyer, so I, I, I've seen different nuances from the legal field where I'm, I'm literally in a practice of where I am practicing, specifically when I'm in the practice of family law, and I can see the interplay of this pain body between people in this interrelational experience. And you can see literally from the outside where where their nuanced relationship is and where their opportunity is for evolution and to get over whatever 
they're they're stuck on emotionally and to confront that pain so that they can evolve beyond it and then that relationship itself doesn't remain the stranglehold because when you're having that spiritual contract with one person specifically then that person can be the bane of your existence because the manifestation of that lesson has literally just become that relationship so you either accepting the underlying lesson to learn and I'm going to get into the lessons and they're very varied and they're obviously going to be very specific to where you are and who you are but when you're when you're getting into that one-on-one relationship that challenge of that relationship embodies where your mental blocks are in overcoming so for one moment go to the most painful relationship that you have in your life or the most unresolved relationship that you have in your life and you can understand what I'm talking about and um, if again you're blessed to not have any any issues with anybody and you've evolved beyond that that's fantastic and if that's the case and you still have other work to do when it's more of your life purpose work when you shed these these karmic and spiritual lessons and you evolve to better problems it's always the case that's why this is a very important conversation that I wanted to share with you because as we're stagnated we're we're not in that place of progress which we all have to be in that place of progress in order to have peace forget about joy and happiness I mean that's you can't get to that at all until you can get over the pain of the underlying lesson that needs to be that needs to be learned so having said that when you now think about a painful experience and you know you can objectively perceive yourself as the victim and surely you could have been victimized and I'm not demeaning or diminishing rather the pain of any experience that you may have and even in my own first hand that I may have had but there's always an opportunity to go beyond that pain whatever it is however horrific it may have been so first believing that that is possible is 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 the precept is first believing that whatever pain that you've gone through has an underlying lesson for you to learn is going to be the basis by which we can continue this conversation so take a moment to reflect on that part of it with faith to believe that through whatever hell you've gone through or undertaken there is a reason and there is some fortitude and some uh, ability to transform that pain into peace. So some lessons are so specific. You know, I can go into specific lessons that I had to learn from my upbringing with both my mother and my father into the day-to-day things of... um, of the interplay between a, a husband and a wife, of the interplay between a mother and a child. You know, you, you and, and that's important where it's affecting you. So this is so specific. This work is very specific to where you are in your life and very specific to your strengths and your weaknesses that you have in your life. So lessons obviously will range from 
lessons in, in forgiveness. I mean, that's, that's the number one, right? That's the number one lesson that everything that's ever happened that we have to forgive. And uh, that's not an easy undertaking, undertaking at all. However, it's a very important undertaking, undertaking to complete when you're forgiving people and, and then ultimately forgiving yourself. And that forgiving of yourself isn't as clear as it may seem because the forgiving of yourself also includes forgiving yourself for exposing yourself to that experience. Because, again, if the experience is meant to teach you a lesson and you had to go through that experience in order to learn the lesson, forgiving yourself for putting you in that situation is also acknowledging that in order for you at your level of consciousness to have understood that lesson, you had to go through that specific experience. So that's the accountability factor in forgiveness. And uh, again, I understand that that's a challenging one and one you could spend years on forgiveness or it can just click for you, forgiveness. But this is, this is the most important lesson of all of them is the forgiveness. And then shortly thereafter will be the acceptance of what it is that you've gone through and accepting what that is and accepting that Again, there is this underlying reason for that lesson to have learned. But I don't want to divert too much into the actual lessons because, again, they're going to be so specific to your experience. Um, There is one even situation where I can even personally share with my own mother that I had to learn how to support myself and my children as I saw my mother didn't do that and I think that part of my experience in single motherhood and being the financial caretaker of my children to this point and acknowledging that lesson that shifted everything for me because I acknowledged and I saw her and I was curious about that growing up she never worked she had a master's she never earned money she was always reliant on my father for money and their relationship wasn't one of, you know, the divine male, divine masculine, and divine feminine, where he's really in that place of completely embracing her role, and she's not in that place of completely embracing his role. You know, it was it was more of a, you know, robotic type of functional, you give me money to take care of the children or whatever, and I have to ask you for money and whatever. So that didn't precipitate any kind of empowerment from my perspective to see that that didn't that didn't make it clear to me as to why she never was in the power position of earning her own money and having control over herself and I didn't that didn't click until after I had my children and their father you know was on his own journey and we had our spiritual contract cleared actually but when I understood that lesson that I needed to learn, you know, and, it, and it, it's continuous, right? It, some lessons are continuous because some, sometimes it's, a, it's an onion that you, that you layer, that you peel off. So you have to learn this lesson to get to that lesson and, and so on and so forth in order to live in your purpose, in order to continue it. Because we're continually able to evolve and go beyond where we are. We can always become more. We're, we're these evolutionary beings. We have that propensity. So, and seeing that she never earned her own money, and then looking at my situation, I, I, I took a, a, an, an, an instinctual understanding that I have to prove it to myself 
and be in that place to understand that I can financially support my own children because of that lack of her empowerment. And as, as every mother-daughter relationship and every parent relationship with their child, you know, mother-daughter, mother-father, and so on, there are so many other dimensions to the relationship that needs healing and needs identification and needs kind of closure and understanding. When it came to the financial issues and I understood that part of it, I didn't understand at that moment that the way that their interplay was, it wasn't inherently wrong that my mother wasn't the one earning. It was inherently wrong that their relationship wasn't breeding the other type of um, respect or commonality or, or those kind of things. But yet I took that, but that one part of the lesson was something that I had to learn in my life, that I had to be financially empowered to take care of my children. And that, that led to a lot of a confidence building, self-esteem building, and, um, and also empowerment in my role as a woman and as a mother to this point. Uh, and that's an interesting lesson that I learned. And one that wouldn't, you couldn't list that lesson. That wouldn't, lesson wouldn't necessarily be on a list of top ten lessons to learn in your spiritual contracts. Because, again, they're so specific to who you are and where you are in your life journey. As I alluded to, you know, spiritual contracts can be broken. Well, spiritual contracts can be confronted when they end up becoming on that intimate person-to-person layer. Because, again, there's this other part of spiritual contracts that are, that are kind of just with yourself, right? That, you know, you keep having the bad date over and over and over again. You know, it's like the same date with a different person, the same outcome. Or, you know, these people that attract the dysfunctional relationships. It's not, there's, you're attracting it because inside of yourself, you're still learning that self-worth. That's your lesson is self-worth. So why are you being treated like garbage? It's your self-worth that you have to identify it with and understand what you need to clear with that. And the same with the work environment. Are you in a toxic work environment? Why? What do you need to learn about that? You need to learn how to respect yourself so that other people respect you. you know, that sort of thing. On, on and on, these different nuances play out for us. People with weight issues, you know, you you have to learn how to maintain a healthy weight, what's holding you back from that. There is a lesson underneath that pain of having a, a, a challenging relationship with your body. And and that can manifest in a, an abusive relationship where someone is continuously, you know, denigrating your body and you're supporting that because you're doing the same too. So those kind of nuances within the spiritual contractual realm are varied. But when we're getting to what is currently in your life and the current dispositions of your relationships, obviously, and importantly, your relationship with yourself and how you're viewing yourself, it's very important to take inventory and, and, and shed light on what you need to confront. And that I, I perceive in the contractual perspective because, again, I'm a lawyer and things become very black and white when you put it in that frame of reference. And when you can look at it and you can see as a contract, okay, I had a contract with my children's father. The contract is over. We have the kids. We're on good enough terms now. It doesn't, you know, it's not really effective. 
meaning there's no real effect to the to the friendship, but there's no more there's no more pain in the relationship. It's 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 extinguished. The contract is extinguished. Right? So that's why that that way of reference is clear in my mind to share it with you in that in that context. So it goes for you know all of these other kinds of relationships and 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 then sometimes you're no longer in 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 that situation with that specific person. You know even family members, even sisters and brothers sometimes when you extinguish the purpose of the relationship meaning that the lesson has been learned and mastered you know, you lovingly may exit each other's lives and maybe not so, maybe not so lovingly, but at the end, if you can have forgiveness and acceptance for what occurred and have accountability for your actions and, and thoughts and deeds surrounding the relationship, then the actual experience of being in sisterhood or brotherhood isn't as isn't as important. So notwithstanding that, when you take a a look again at what is going on in your life, you can see very clearly what, where the work is, the most important work is that you need to accomplish. Because it's, it's clear as day if you take a step back and look at whatever underlying painful emotions are surrounding your relationships, including your relationship with yourself. So it's accountability season and taking a look at what is going on in your life. It helps you to move beyond the painful emotions to get to a plateau of peace. And once you've achieved that inner peace, um, the empowerment, you know, is beyond, is beyond measure, beyond measure to be liberated by your relationships you're not hostage to these outstanding emotional cycles because you're standing in a clear place of acknowledgement. And then obviously the work can vary in terms of what you need to do to heal it. But acknowledgement is the, is the first step of everything. And, and then there's a tremendous power of that. And even once you acknowledge it, you'll see all these other things start to come into play. You have these dreams, you have these visions, you have these intuition guides of actions of what you need to do. I mean, obviously, if you have weight issues, just go to the gym. You start going to the gym and start eating better. I mean, you're gonna, it's going to change immediately. This is why the weight thing is, the, from my perspective, it's one of, the, one of the most wonderful ways to start living in an empowered life because you eat well, you go to the gym, your body will always pay you back. Now, if you have a, a, a poor relationship with a brother and you're doing all these things and you still can't make it to Sunday dinners because you still are bickering, you know, you can't ever control another person. So you don't know what, how, how that will end up. Sometimes you have to have peace in, in not being in people's lives. That's part of the acceptance factor of it, too, because we can only control ourselves. We can only stand in that place of power within ourselves. So once you understand the the real deep lessons that you need to learn and you hone in on learning those lessons, it's amazing how how the flow of life can be more smooth. You know, it's just like getting off the blocks of layers of, of BS and delusions. 
and just starting to say, whoa, okay, I'm going to be empowered here. I'm going to look at what my issues that I need to resolve are. And, you know, the, the, the emotions can tell you, the emotions that you feel can tell you, and obviously the emotions manifest into outer illnesses and whatnot. So if you're at that stage of it and you have actually manifested this outer disease, there's so much information about what organs are related to what emotions and there's a lot out there, a lot of information and a lot of techniques available to support holistic healing of our physical form because that obviously this is a manifestation of our inner form is our physical form. So this is some food for thought. And I wanted to share this today as I see the cycles um, again and again and again. And I'm, I'm grateful to no longer be participating in these cycles in my own personal life. But I recall very intimately how challenging that they were to confront and to deal with. But is well worth your time to stand in that place of acknowledgement and to choose peace and resolve in in learning your lessons that you need to learn right now and shifting the burden from victimhood to to victor because once we we shift that burden off of ourselves of thinking that we're a victim and that that's just an unnecessary burden then we're able to we're able to see what it is that we're trying to achieve in our life and our purpose we have a caller here. Let's see. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. I just have to say I, I love what you were just saying there. I just caught the last end of it, but it really resonated um, with me as I, I am going through this right now. Um, oh. And I really am claiming um, my victory over it. Um, and my strength and my own inner power and my own inner loving. And I was wondering if you can see if, um, you know, if it is matching up outwardly and helping me physically. Oh, sure. I mean, the loving part of it is, you know, that's a great point that you raised regarding lovingness. I didn't even mention love <laughs> at all yet. And For obviously me, that that's the huge... underlying truth. Yes, yes. That's everything. That's everything. Because that's where we get the forgiveness and the acceptance of it is through that love of self and love of life and love of everything else. But, you know, Mm -hmm. as you've progressed now on your journey, you see that you got to that place of love. But, you know, it takes so long, depending on how dysfunctional your cycle is and depending on how, how tight the pain grip over you is and, of course, how traumatic your experience was where you are, where you were met you. You know, people mm-hmm. can't even get to love. You can't even get to love if you're still so stuck in the pain. But um, I'm happy for you. That's fantastic that you're Thank standing you. in that place of empowerment. And physically you're doing well and you feel healthy and you feel stronger, obviously, every day that you're taking these these these, these leaps forward for yourself. Yes. Yes, yeah, I just thought I, I literally just the last couple of minutes and I was like, oh, I have to call in. Yeah. I'm so glad that you did. And do you want to share your experience regarding you choosing to love yourself and choosing to accept what's gone on in your life? You know, what lessons have you been able to derive in terms of your own specific life that you needed Um, to confront and you needed to learn? It's really um, the love and the self-worth go hand in hand. That's also key. And um, 
learning that you're um, not what other people might say you are. Um, and because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because that's not coming from always the highest and best place. That's coming from their baggage, which they try to heap on you. Um, which is interesting because that's what I was referring to, that spiritual contract part of it, because when you're in this emotional dysfunction or emotional abuse, whatever, however it's manifesting for you, that is that relationship. And that relationship, once confronted, will dissolve. And either it will change and it will no longer be in your experience or the person will change towards you. And it's, it's a fact. I've seen it happen in my own life and I've seen it with other people. So that's what you're saying, and that's the key out of that dysfunction is, number one, acknowledging and taking that space between yourself and that person, creating that space of acknowledgement, and then, you know, working on that lesson yourself, understanding your worth, understanding that one person cannot never dictate to you your worth because, you know, we're all these children of God, and we all have the access to our higher, our higher intuition, and I believe guides and angels and everybody else, whoever wants to support you in that loving manner to help break free from those patterns. Yes, yes, even if it's more than one person against you. Sometimes well, it's more. Well, oftentimes it will be more than one person. Yeah. Because yeah. However, however quickly you're supposed to learn the lesson, that's why because the quicker you learn it, the quicker you're no longer going to be experiencing that pain. Mm-hmm. That's why this is mm-hmm. the most important work you'll ever do. Yeah, because sometimes you can have, you know, five people in your family against you, especially if you're trying to do something outside of the box and you can have a lot of people looking at you like, Oh gosh, you're crazy. What are you doing? Um, and being limited by that perspective of a family or a cultural nuance is very common that that happens. But in the same, you know, you have to have that, that sense of self and that sense of obligation and understanding what you need to do in this life and not hide behind that victim identification. And even though, even if on paper objectively, you know, I'm a lawyer, you can go to court, there's a victim advocate, domestic violence, someone's a victim and someone's the aggressor. It's it's black and white. But in the same, Mm -hmm. every victim that's been a domestic violence victim can also become a victor in their own sense of empowerment. Yes. So that's the most important thing, I think, that understanding that this is the best, most important work that we can ever do because inner peace is the most valuable thing on this planet. Mhm. Yes, that's the the springboard of all all, you know. That's wonderful. All champions, um all possibilities. Yes. Amen, because that's where Amen. manifestation occurs. That's where creative force comes comes through that that stillness and that and that creative flow and that ease and that peace. Yes. Well, I'm just wrapping up because this was just a half an hour show, but thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate your feedback. Thank you as well. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All the very best. Thank Take care. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So that's that's all for today. I hope you were able to derive some value from this. You can find me at facebook.com slash spiritualize you, instagram.com slash spiritualize you as well. And namaste and God bless. And remember, this is the most important work you will do is to confront the pain and to derive the lessons from the pain in order to live in peace. Okay, take care. All the very best. Bye-bye.